When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight. June Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? I just did a burp. I hope that didn't get picked up on the mic. Did it? Did you I hear didn't, it? I I didn't hear it, but if if it's there on the mic, then it's there. It, it was I, one of I, those I, um, suppressed, sort of half swallowed burps. Like my yeah. mouth was closed, but it it was like it was, it was there. I, I mean, if you like, down. in the edit, if I discover it, I can beep it out. Could you actually do the opposite and add an echo or sound effect to it so it sounds like the burp of a god? Like I'll the, try like, my imagine best. what like if if you heard Zeus burp, I want it to sound like that. <laughs> I'll try my best. There might be a setting uh Zeus burp effect Zeus burp. where you can just press a button and it'll just automatically. Of course do in that. ancient Greece they believed that thunderstorms were just Zeus burping after a heavy lunch. Yeah. Yeah, of course they did. Um well, I mean, they used to worship the sun for fuck's sake. They thought it was a god. Crazy times. Um, and that's that's. I don't want to come over all uh, anti-religious, but that's the foundation of belief, isn't it? That the sun was a god because it but gave them a, crops but in a and way, heat mate, and light. It is. I mean, it's not the maddest thing I've is, heard. But we don't think it's we don't think it's a a a, a sky character with a beard and robes no, and all that sort of thing. It, it's as close to a god as any of us have seen, yeah. in as much as everything on the planet relies on it. Exactly. I'm not against worshipping the sun. I'm just saying <laughs> don't give it don't give it the characterisation of a, an old fella that's up there with a beard and everything. Far be controlling it from everything to, like a puppet master. Far be it from us to but, give human characteristics to sort of <laughs> like scientific entities. <laughs> elements yeah, we once one. we once did a whole episode about sir john wind yeah that's, which this, was this just is the a personification of, of wind we're not we're not treading new new ground by doing stuff like that because that is the ultimate expression of uh personalizing is that the right word yeah personalizing some kind of um weather element personifying but, uh, no that's not right 
Personified. Anyway, yeah, Personified. I mean, no, Sir John's son. Yeah, I've been in the sun <laughs> game for fucking centuries. It, I mean, I'll be honest, in some ways it's got easier because they used to have this fucking ozone layer, which meant I had to work double hard <laughs> to send all the heat and the beams down <laughs> to the planet to help the plants grow and for them to get tans and all that. But over the years, it's perished quite badly. I don't know what's happened, but it's sort what? of rotted away. And now I don't have to sort of belt out the sunlight quite so hard to reach planet Earth. But I tell you this, it's all thanks to me. In the first place, the fucking ozone exists because I'm there, right, beaming down, making everything hot during the summer. Everyone's sweaty. So they start spraying themselves with the deodorants, right? That's what fucked up the ozone layer. So, you know, it was all my fault. A perfect circle, I like to call it. The funny thing is, I fucking, I sit here, I sit like fucking miles away. Thousands, literally thousands of miles away, right? Let's say a thousand miles. It's about thousand miles. And I look down and I see fucking everything. Trust me. They think I don't, but I fucking, I'm watching. I'm watching the old time. And I saw them when they invented the aerosols, right? And I just laughed to myself because I thought that's going to end in tears. But I wasn't complaining. For two reasons. One is, like I say, I knew it would make my job easier because I knew what would happen. I knew it would result in all in the ozone layer, right? <laughs> and the second reason is my approach to earthlings is very similar to David Attenborough's approach to nature. I do not intervene. I watch. <laughs> I observe. I give them the basics that they need, sunlight and uh, warmth, etc. <laughs> But I do not intervene. That is not my business. That's human business. Earthling business. <laughs> so that Sir John's son. Um, another addition to the uh, long list of characters with the prefix Sir John. Um, this is Top Flight Tube Machine. This is supposed to be looking at a chart. Now, I mean, we've, we've fannied about there for the first few minutes, but that's fine because there's absolutely no chance... Uh, that this chart is going to be done in one episode because I've just had a, a sneak preview from the uh, anyone who the knows pop top flight tune machine, the pros, the the completists of top flight tune machine. Yeah, one of uh, I think one of the best uh, sub franchises of top flight time machine <laughs> knows that if it's a many. 1984 chart, we're going <laughs> fucking nowhere for a few episodes. Right, we're staying right here. <laughs> Because 1984, yeah, yeah. as I've said many times before, is the greatest year in pop music of all time. So you can pick any chart from 1984 and there's going to be a lot of curiosities for us to explore. Yeah. Well, let's get the let's get it done officially. Let's get the random pop blob to reveal to us which chart it is exactly, even though it's in the title of this episode and everybody knows. Yeah. So, you know, there's no spoiler involved. But, let's uh, go through the random, conceit. Yeah, random blob, use your gob. Tell us how to do our job. Thank you, Blob. Thank you, Blob. Again, uh, increasing its role with every episode that we do. Uh, Yeah, 3rd of December, 1984. Now, it's fucking great because, first of all, it's 1984, which is what we love. But secondly, yeah. it's the run-up to Christmas, so we've got it's possible Christmas, Christmas number on one contenders here. Mm. Now, I think before we go any further, we need to run down the top 40 Let's from do 40 it. to number one. 
as we like to do. So here we go. Straight in at number 40, it's the Stranglers. They've got no mercy. Uh, my ex-wife showed me no mercy in the divorce proceedings. I bet she likes to tap her toes to that with that. I hope you didn't, uh, hope you didn't strangle her at any point, mate. I'm, I tell you what, I felt like it, but I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> I bet she's enjoying life now with my money and that bloody yoga instructor. A new pal, Mike. <laughs> I believe he's called. Not that I know anything about it. At number 39, you in. Paul Young says everything must change. Don't I know it, Paul? I've had to move out and live it now. I'm living in a bedsit. Just so I can be near the kids. I'd like to move to the coast, but I've said no. Not until they're, they've left school. <laughs> Down 17 to 38. This might have been what your uh, ex-wife said to Mike the instructor. Give me all your loving. Uh, that's from ZZ Top. Yeah, well, someone said something along those lines. She insists it was her who made the first move, but uh, I don't know. I think Mike's a predator on other people's wives, so if you live in the on Thames area, beware of yoga instructors. 37. All cried out, says Alison Moyer. I know how you feel, Alison. I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to admit that I've shed a few tears myself over recent months, but I think I'm moving out of it now. And at number 36, I mean, I don't know if this is something you'll be saying yourself in a couple of weeks, but it's Queen, and thank God it's Christmas. Well, only in an ironic sense, because, of course, Christmas is one of the saddest times of year when you've been through a divorce like me and there are still children involved. It's uh, It can be pretty difficult. I, I'll, I'll admit, it's a I'm minefield. A, I'm, I'm, I'm having them on Boxing Day, but on the big day itself, it'll just be me and the cat and I guess a bit of Noel's Christmas presents. It's not the pre- same, is it? It's going to be pretty miserable, mate. Not the same. <laughs> Mind you, I can get heavily drunk to an extent that wouldn't have been acceptable in front of the kids. So can you just please cloud. stop describe? Can you please just stop describing my single Christmas as Sam? <laughs> <laughs> Dog instead of cat. <laughs> right, thirty-five. It's you. Shout. <laughs> By tears for fears, I'll be doing a lot of that. I'll be I'll be shouting blind drunk out of the window, and anyone who'll listen by about midday on Christmas Day, I, I shouldn't wonder. Down six places at number thirty-four. This could be your uh, drunken doings on Christmas evening. I just called to say I love you from Stevie Wonder. Karen, Don't do it, me. mate. It's not worth it. Karen, it's me. I know I've said a lot of things. We both said and done things that we regret. We're all we all have to take a portion of the blame, even though it was you who cheated and not me. But it's Christmas, and I'm called to say I love you. I'm willing to forgive you if you come here now immediately and re- <laughs> re- denounce and renounce Mike today on Christmas Day. That we can put all of this behind us. No, I'm very well. Goodbye. I am still your husband. Legally, I am still yours. <laughs> Your turn. Ah, <laughs> uh, thirty-three. Matt Bianco says half a minute. Well, uh, apparently that's how long Mike lasts in the sack. <laughs> uh, Culture Club's latest one has risen five places to number thirty-two. It's called a medal song, and they're not going to be getting a medal for that chart position. At thirty-one, status quo with the Wanderer. I believe that's a uh, cover version. I'll, I'll go further. I'm going to say the Culture Club's career is fucked. Oh. I've heard a lot of anyway, bad things about on. the, uh, the, the uh, kind of uh, he-she 
Ah, don't, yeah. don't remember their name, who, who fronts the band, who I've always been against in a, of a petition to have banned from both yep. Radio 1 and Top of the Pops, as you know, mate. Um, yep. Apparently, uh, he, she, it, whatever you want to call it, um, it has a terrible heroin addiction. Yep. And I'll be honest, I have no sympathy. Yep, no tears here either. Um, straight in at 30th, the Thompson Twins, three of them, bit weird, and uh, lay your hands on me. At 29, up six places, it's big country with Where the Rose is Sown. Up one at 28, Paul McCartney with No More Lonely Nights. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. You're getting very triggered by this <laughs> rundown, aren't you? Uh, thought, thought I was overthinking about Mike and Karen, but... Uh... Now I'm just thinking of yet another... Well, anyway, 27, <laughs> warning sign by Nick Hayward. I wish I'd seen the warning signs. I felt like such a fool. All those nights she was late home from the office. That train ticket I found to Winchester on a day where she said she'd been on a training course in Guildford. What was that about? i tell you what it was about. A bloody room above a pub by the river. Two words made willful ignorance. You should have known. <laughs> up five at 26 it's Tina Turner with Private Dancer actually I've heard there's a club in the West End of London which has got Private Dancers in it you should maybe try going along mate it'll I'm, buck your spirits up I'm thinking of it what with my uh, profile on the wireless I might get the VIP experience be allowed in without paying any door entrance at number 25 Wham singing about what ultimately I now have and Mike does not and that's freedom mate and I'm going to embrace it I'm going to use that freedom to go to that private dancing club this very night. <laughs> Up 16 places at number 24, it's Alison Moyer with Invisible. Kind of like how men of your age are, I suppose. Well, Invisible Karen had the temerity to say that that's how I made her feel for the last five or ten years of our marriage, as if it's my fault that she was driven into the arms of Mike. I said, what do you want from me? I'm busy, you're busy. It's not like the fast throws of love, young love anymore, is it? You never show me affection, she says. You never pay me compliments. Well, for fuck's sake, have you taken a look in the mirror recently, Karen? These things work both ways. <laughs> New in at 23. Round and round, just like our conversations. Strand our ballet. We got absolutely nowhere. <laughs> Down 6 to 22. I'm so excited. It's the Pointer Sisters. Maybe it's Karen as well now that she embarks on her brand new life with Mike. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I haven't felt excited in years, mate. Years. I'm, you want to get it... to that private dancing club then? Well, I might have to, but the idea of excitement for me is complete. It's an alien concept. 21. The Kane Gang advise you to respect yourself. Well, I'm trying hard to, but I, I'll admit my self-esteem right now is rock bottom. <laughs> Down 5 at 20, it's Slade and something you won't be doing on Christmas Day. All join hands. <laughs> I've managed to get myself a Christmas dinner for one from M&S, which comes with a Christmas cracker with a hook on one end. So, um, so, that, <laughs> so I'm able to pull it despite not having any company uh, other than the cat who does not have opposable thumbs and therefore cannot... Yeah, he, uh, the cat cannot operate a Christmas cracker. I've already tried him out on that, uh, but no dice. Uh, 19, The Wild Boys by Duran Duran. 
Yep. You finally get round to uh, finding a, a space in your obviously busy diary, mate, to go out for a few beers with me, as you've been promising for weeks now. Perhaps we could be the wild uh, boys. Uh, well, I don't know. You, you, know, said, you said you were going to find an evening over Christmas, but uh, yeah, still you haven't, very, you haven't managed to very, come up with it. Very busy time of the year. We've got two of the kids coming back from university. The other two obviously are still at home. Oh, we've got lots of functions and uh, gatherings to attend sure, I, to. I get it, mate. Um, I get it, mate. I mean, I'll try. I'll try and fit you in, but I can't. I can't fix a date just yet. Do you know what? Don't fucking bother. So times like this, you really learn who your friends are or aren't. And I let's just cape on. Treat her like a lady. Say the temptations. Well, if you want to be treated like a lady, try acting like one, you bitch. Um, I should inform you that uh, you've broken the chart rundown code. You've just read out my chart entry there. I couldn't so, help myself, uh, mate. I, you really upset I, me. I don't know how to proceed. I don't know if we can do this chart any longer. I'm going to have to just go and uh, have a look at the chart Bible. I'll be back in a moment. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. Yep. Uh, I can proceed by doing your numbers henceforth. Uh, it's going to be difficult, but we'll try and get through it. Down seven at 17, it's Billy Ocean with Caribbean Queen. No more love on the run. No, they can do it safely in their own home now. A home that I'm bloody paying for 40% of the mortgage on. Just do the chart, mate. Well, they fuck each other's brains out at my expense. Just do the chart. One Night in Bangkok by Murray Head at 16. Now, that does appeal to me. Just one night? I'd have thought a fortnight would have been what you need. <laughs> well, by the time you paid for the flight, you might as well stick around. <laughs> uh, up 11 places to number 15. It's Black Lace, and they're doing the conga. At 14, Let It All Blow by the Daz Band. Oh, oh, don't, don't, mate, don't. Just don't. Moving on, up one at 13, Louise from the Human League. At number 12, Fresh by Cool and the Gang. Down three at 11, it's Chicago, and they've got a hard habit to break. Like Scotch. That's a hard habit to break, <laughs> believe me. Something that I've got very familiar with. At, at number 10, Never Ending Story by Lamal. Yep, so it reminds me of your breakup. Um, up 30 places at number nine, it's Paul McCartney and the Frog Chorus. They're all singing, We All Stand Together. Curious. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Number eight, Like a Virgin by Madonna. Karen took my virginity, you know, mate. I gave her oh, that. No. It was my gift to her. Well, and how did she repay me for that gift? She gave herself she, to Mike. She treated it like a piece of shit, mate. <laughs> exactly uh, you're right, not get, mate. You're not getting it back. That's she for sure. Dump on it. Up. Up four places at seven. I, w I won't run away by Alvin Stardust. Only Karen had said to, that. I'd love to run away. I mean, other than this job, where I've yeah. no idea whether the uh, BBC are going to renew my contract anyway. 
but I'm hanging on by my fingertips was, to it. I was going to say, you're contractually uh, obliged to do this chart rundown for at least the next two and a half years. I need the fucking money, then it'll be off to the bloody provinces for me doing some sort of early breakfast <laughs> show on radio fucking backwater. Or Bangkok for a life of sex crime. <laughs> And number six, I feel for you, claims Shaka Khan, probably lying. Second, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stevens climbs two at number five with teardrops. Yeah, I know how you feel, Shaky. He's a good guy. Yeah. At number He'll go four, for a drink with you. <laughs> talking of sex crime, it's sex crime. Brackets 1984 by Eurythmics. <laughs> Well, it'll be 1985 for you by the time you get round to it. Uh, up one at number three, Nick Kershaw. He's got a riddle. At number two, I should have known better, says Jim oh. Diamond. Me too, Jimbo. <laughs> oh, mate. That's your anthem. Um, and up two places at number one, it's Frankie Goes to Hollywood and the Power of Love. That's your chart. Roll it up and smoke it. Is there really such a thing as love? I think it's a conceit. I think it's been invented by gift card companies to make profit. <laughs> I don't think it's a real thing. People say that Shakespeare spoke of love, but uh, if you actually look in the history books, the word love was invented by Coca-Cola in the 1950s as a marketing tool. Has he finished yet? Will he finish soon? That's your chart. Thanks very much. There it is, then. That's the uh, the top 40. Uh Lord's going on there. I mean, when I first saw this, I thought start of December '84. I thought it was going to be Bandaid, didn't it? Bandaid's got to be number one. But this must have been the week Bandaid was probably recorded. I think or it was the, the week before Bandaid was unleashed on an unsuspecting yeah. public. Unfurled. Mm. Yeah. So um, no Bandaid in this one. When but, I saw I mean, the video yeah. for Bandaid for the first time, I mm. I had such a huge impact on me. It had as much an impact on me as almost any pop video I've seen because. All of the people in it were obviously so famous, but it was the way that they filmed it in that style. I mean, yeah, it wasn't wasn't really a properly made video. It's just fucking filmed them yeah. all turning up at the studio it was like singing. Documentary style, wasn't it? Yeah, but that was what was so incredible to me because mm -hmm. it felt real. It felt like reportage, and yeah. these people were felt so like an mega event. mega famous. Yeah, you know, fucking yeah. Sting and Bono and George Michael and all the other cunts right hanging around. But it was the way. Not the bits where they were singing. It was the bits where they were larking about together. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All of these stars. That that was mind-blowing to me when I yeah. was nine. I was like, look at these cunts. It's fucking amazing. And yeah. I imagined myself in mm. that place in among with it. them. Yeah. Larking I sort of about. Thought, imagine if I was a, a pop star and I'd been invited yeah. to take part. And I couldn't stop thinking of like me. Because there's a, there's a bit in it where someone is larking about with Bananarama. I can't remember who mm. it is. But it might be like members of Cool and the gang are mucking around Bananarama. It, 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 it might have been it might have been members of Status Quo selling them some drugs. Because I think that's what they did. Yeah. At the, rec uh, at the recording girls. session. Oh, I like girls. You look Feel like, a bit tired, like, are you? <laughs> you look like the sort of girls who like to have an exciting time. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a Sunday morning, wasn't it? So Bananarama yeah, probably were out Saturday early. night. They'll have been they all looked hungover. That was up. another one of the appeals yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Status Quo, I think, uh, supplied the entertainment. Um, I've got Francis Rossi's autobiography somewhere, yeah? 
Yeah, and I reckon that'll be that a good read. That'll be quite diveable. We'll get around to it eventually. I think we'll mm. dive into that eventually. But uh, yeah, I remember it was. I think it was the premiere, the video, like after nationwide or something. On the it might have been the day after the record. They might just bang the video out straight away. Wow! So nationwide finished at like five to seven, and it was like world exclusive band aid video, and everyone was gathered around the telly. Well, I was gathered around the telly. Don't know what the rest of the family were doing to watch it because uh, yeah, it was a massive, massive thing. Well, it's not even in this chat, so why are we talking about it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> the power of love, which is a. Uh... If people regard that as a Christmas single, even though it doesn't mention Christmas or no, have sleigh bells, doesn't. and I think those are the two things you re- you require yeah. for it to be counted yeah. as a Christmas single. You get some. The only thing I think of that doesn't have either of those things but still is consistently on Christmas compilations is that one that E17 did. Has that um, not got sleigh bells in it, though? There's some, there's some jingling in no, that. No, the, the video is in the video... They have, um, they they are dressed in not even in a Christmassy style. They're dressed in a, in a wintry style. That's right. And just yeah. on the basis of being dressed in a wintry style in the video, it qualifies as a Christmas hit, which I've always had yeah. taken issue with. Well, um, but the, the, the power of love's got the story of the three wise men in the video for it. It's got oh, the nativity. Okay. All right, well, let so it that off. that's why it qualifies. There's I nothing guess the in there. The sentiment that... of it ties into Christmas, it's and it's something song. so. There's something very powerful and emotional about it. So I do, when I hear it, feel Christmassy. So. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful song. It's really underrated in the Frankie Cannon, I think. I think yeah, it's a fantastic think it's, song. It's, it's, yeah, it's an extremely powerful song, but it's yeah. very different, isn't it, hence, to their other hits? Hence, yeah, hence the name, The Power. The power what, of was love. Fra- were Frankie there at Band Aid? I can't remember seeing them. No, in they the weren't there. No, they were conspicuous by their absence, and then they weren't at Live Aid either. So I don't know why that was. Uh, I've got Holly Johnson's autobiography somewhere as well. That'll be in there, I reckon. Oh, so many books. Fucking hell. So many oh, fucking that's books. That's why you've got to retire, mate. For, that's for why I need to retire, bands. get through them all. Yeah. yeah, I buy more than I read. So um, so no band-aid. Frank goes Hollywood, number one. Number nine is a song... We, uh, I'm, I'm going to fucking give some opinions out here. I'm going to fucking share some truths. Up 30 places at number nine, it's We All Stand Together by Paul McCartney in the Frog Chorus, or The Frog Song, as cunts call it, because it's not called The Fucking Frog Song, it's called We All Stand Together, right? And what's more, it's not a joke song, and it's not a shit song, as lots of people seem to think it is, because people think, oh, it's Paul McCartney, it should be a fantastic addition to his, his you know, massive catalogue of, of fantastic songs. It should be as good songs. as Yesterday or Eleanor Rigby. Well, I mean, it's it's a it's a brilliant tune, and it's a children's song. You cunts! It's not for you. Don't fucking go on about we all stand together being shit. It's not shit. For what it is, i.e., a kids' song, it's really good, and the tune's really good, and the burping frogs in it, similar to you burping at the start of this episode, they're really good yeah. as well. And the video's great. It's got Rupert the Bear in it. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, Fuck's this sick. song, I, I, I'm broadly in agreement with you. I've always thought it's quite a good song, actually. And I just think it's one of those naff cliches to go, yeah, Paul McCartney's okay, but other than the yeah. old uh, misstep, like the frog song. The frog right? song. It's just sort Back of off. a bit, bit boring. It's, it's actually a good tune. The frogs don't play a huge role in the song. It's only the video, which is memorable because it was really kind of high production yeah. value animated video. Um, yeah. But oh, my, my main question about it is... When you see it, you sort of think this must have been from a film, but it wasn't. 
So what the fuck's he up to with these frogs and Rupert the Bear? Like, what business has, has Rupert the Bear got with Paul McCartney? Um, I don't know. Was it not from a film? Was it Was it from um, a, so. a TV special or something? It just came out of fucking nowhere. No, it was from something. Yeah, it's from it's from the animated film Rupert and the Frog Song. So it oh, was right, from okay. a film. I well, mean, that's not a famous really. film. So how they got Paul McCartney... That's not his fault. ...whose last theme tune... Of note was Live and Let Die, one of the greatest themes yeah. to a fucking film ever, right? And now yeah. he's followed that up, what, 10 years later or something, with fucking yeah. this. I mean, Rupert the Bear is sort of the poor relation of fucking... He's like, to me, he's Budget Paddington. Mm. I, I mean, McCartney I, can't, produced I remember it. him being quite prominent when... McCartney... Pro- I've got some more info, right? McCartney produced it... And it's only 30 minutes long. It's not a feature film. I thought it was. It's not. It's 30 minutes long. They probably knocked it out on Channel 4 at Christmas or something like that. It, it, oh, there it, it you Rupert, go. Isn't... There you go. Hang on. It was re- released theatrically as an accompaniment to McCartney's film Give My Regards to Broad Street, which came out earlier that year, which I would desperately love to see again because it's pretty... I don't know. Is shit the word? It's pretty shit. It's an indulgent project. Um, but yeah, Rupert came on in the cinema first before giving my regards to Broad Street showed. So um, I don't know what the point was I was trying to make, but well, I'd like go. to talk a bit more about Rupert the Bear, who I Please feel do. was quite a prominent character around this time. But now you never. <laughs> the floor hear from is the yours, and I can't remember <laughs> what what his agenda was. I mean, I know about Paddington because he reckoned he was yeah. a refugee from Peru, and. I think we've spoken about the films a lot. The only good thing to say about those films is that geezer who shouted, run your cunt, in the cinema. Yeah, um, of course. If, if you Rupert, were to sit Rupert Bear down now in, in the studio, would you be saying to him, what's your objective? Well, interesting question. I will address it. Do you want to know what my objective was back then, in the glory days of the 80s, when I was collaborating with the likes of Paul McCartney? Or would you like to know what my objective is today? <laughs> In late middle age. I'd like to know a kind of overarching objective that covers your entire career, Rupert. That's what I'd say. Uh, Well, I was a very ambitious bear in the 80s. Um, (laughs) I was bedazzled by fame. I flew close to the sun. I I made some poor choices, both in a business business sense. And bad business, bad investment decisions and bad lifestyle decisions, too. (laughs) I think I was very confused about various things, not least my sexuality as a bear. <laughs> as you can probably tell by the trousers I was wearing and yeah, the scarf. <laughs> I went around in this tartan scarf, which was sort of my trademark, but I look back now and I cringe. I look like a right yeah. tit. Now my life is very simple. I have simple objectives. I like to, uh, you know, I, I haven't drunk in years now. I, I do gardening. And I just want to live my days out happily and peacefully. He, we used to sing Rupert, Rupert the Bear. Everyone knows his name because he's on the game. That was a school, <laughs> that was a school playground sort of, you know, version of his yeah. song. Yeah. But it's weird. It was only because it rhymed and on the game was something that people used to say more in those days, meaning mm. sex work. So it was weird. Which we it wasn't. Can, we were, can you we were indicating. Hmm. I'm. I don't. Th- I would like. I don't know. I've not discussed it with him, but I don't think that my nine-year-old son 
knows about prostitutes. No. But they, I don't but think in my they, day, everyone not, would talk as, about shit like that when yeah, you were nine. You'd always be talking as, about prostitutes. They're not as front and centre as they used to be, I don't think. I think it used to be more open because, I mean, you had like Jeffrey Archer, who. Um, yeah, was, you're right. Was, in was, the 80s, prostitutes were always in the newspapers. And Sadly, the Yorkshire Ripper chose predominantly prostitutes as his victims in the early days. So profile. it was it was kind of yeah, it was it was definitely more part of the culture, if you like. In the tabloids these days. In the tabloids yeah. I mean, yeah, in my yeah, house definitely. we've got the Daily Mirror every day and there'd always be a picture of a prostitute always dressed in fishnet stockings <laughs> with some sort of riding crop. That's what, and that, prostitute and, of the deer. <laughs> the daily prostitute. No, there'd always be a story, wouldn't there? And it'd be like it'd be a Tory MP, right? Yeah. And there'd and it would always be some Tory MP loves being whipped yeah. by this prostitute with a horse whipped with yeah. a yeah horse whipped. And in my mind, in my nine year old mind, that's what all prostitutes look like. They just always carried yeah. horse whips and wore fishnets yeah. and stilettos. Yeah. Yeah, and that seeped into that song about Rupert the Bear. I can't imagine Rupert the Bear as a prostitute. That's, that's somewhere I don't want to go. He'd be a very specialist, wouldn't he? He'd be a very specialist, very niche prostitute. Very, very, very Tory as well, though. Very Tory because it'll be all tied in with uh, boarding school and stuff like that. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Memories of boarding school. Um, we're going to leave it there, Sam, because we've oh, run out of time. Blimey. And um, yeah, so that's it from this one. We'll be back with another one in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks for listening and Merry Christmas. <laughs> Goodbye, season's greetings. secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.